another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, we are here live at the Hive downtown. Uh, big shout out to Mo Crosby for uh, reaching out to me and uh, letting me uh, and asking me to do the show here. Hi, Mo. Hola. There you go. Um, so joining with me today. Um, to kick off uh, the 2020 year of Mr. Nice Guy, I have with me my fellow breaking and entering writer. Uh, he just got me a, a second job uh, bartending weddings at the Astor Hotel. Uh, so he's my guy. Uh, and um, yeah, we met through our, uh, our mutual friend who's right behind the camera. His name's Alan Hollis. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the music scene and uh, just what the hell we're making of this life. So, Patrick Carroll, welcome to the show. I'm honored to be here. Thank you, Ben. I am so excited. Only slightly nervous just because you wore a tie and I didn't. Uh, you oh, didn't give me the memo. Dude, I... <laughs> I thought I was going to go full Sorry. tux and then I was like, you know what, sweater's fine. But... Oh, well, you know, it's... I, you just slightly downgrade from the top. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I did. I for, for, like. I didn't. I didn't tell you about this or anything. Like the tie was a last minute thing out the door. No, I show up and he's like, "Oh, you didn't bring your tie, bro, dude." Yeah, no, I gave him a lot of shit. I almost <laughs> didn't have him on the show actually. Um, but uh, no, dude, I, uh, I just wanted to ball out because you know. This first is of the year. first time here, yeah. First first thing of the year, so uh, really stoked um, with everything to come. So to start, Pat, how was your day today? Uh, my day was it was pretty routine, I guess. You know, I worked my nine to five, and then as soon as five thirty hit, I was like, I need to go out, be on a podcast, have the most fun I've had all day, drink some beer, talk some music, and appreciate everything about Milwaukee. That's I right. think. That is what's here. That's, that's, I'm fucking hyped. That's the tea. So, and that's that's how my day. Was. That's the energy we need in this room right now. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Good. Um, yeah, I did. Pre pre basically, like, so the past month I've been on a hiatus from doing the show. Like, this is the thing to like. You've been sorely missed. <sighs> Thank you. I missed you. Um, no, I honestly genuinely missed doing the show last month. Like, I didn't realize how much of a void it was filling for me for so long. Like, doing so many episodes, like, talking to so many people. Like, it was just, it was keeping me, like, you know, for one, it, like, you know, gave me things to do all the time. And it kept me on my toes. But, like, also, like, it just, you know, made me feel, like... A part of something, if it, if you will. But this past month, like taking out, taking a break from recording, you know, I mean, it was necessary because I had to catch up on a lot of uploads and everything. But God, it sucked. I'm just, like, I'm, I've just really missed recording and doing the show, and I was really, really looking forward to this. And I'm looking forward to just getting back into it in general. Um, you know, uh, these months, these called months, are, you know, they're just. It, it's just gloomy, you know, like, no one's doing shit. I like, think Bill Murray in Groundhog Day said it the best. Yeah. It's cold, it's gray, and it's gonna last the rest of your life. <laughs> but, God damn we're it. that much closer yeah. to seeing yeah. the sun, sure that much are. closer to seeing the green. It was, it was sunny today. It was, it was absolutely gorgeous. It was sunny today. I walked around the block and I realized that the sun does not equate like a lot of heat. So it's proud. pretty cold. I'm proud of you, Pat. Pat, 
Pat, what are you doing on doing music journalism? You should be like uh, doing some fucking science or some shit. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a reason I went into marketing. I don't do math, I don't do science. I bullshit, I write, and I talk about music. That's that's pretty much it. Oh, okay. You just described uh, you know, just the, the business school of college. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so uh, just kidding, just kidding. Um, so Pat, what we talk about on uh, Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And um, yeah, man, we, we've known each other actually for about a year now. Uh, first time we met was at Tonic Tavern, and it was the Schleberry Yogi B and Key show. Shout out! Fantastic show, guys. I hate those guys, but I love them so Fucking much. Scum. I hate them because I love them Oof. so much. <laughs> but that was a, that was a breaking entering show, right, Alan? It was. It was. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, that was like that was literally like the second week. I was a breaking out of brother. Like that was literally like the week after like I did my first show. And Alan like introduced me to you and he was like, Oh yeah, this is Ben, he's starting right for us. I'm like, Yeah, what's up, man? Like, yeah, I'm writing for you guys. You know? And I took Alan aside and I said, Who's this asshole encroaching <laughs> on my territory? Been doing this for years, but yeah. I'm glad that you're a part of it. I mean, you're, you're a much better contributor, contributor than I will ever be. Not so. Hey, dude, you um, for one, like you do, you and I do. We cover different shit, you know. Like, you know, this is. You can't compare like when you do like you know the. I mean, you you go to like a lot more like bigger shows than I do. Like I'm just hop, bar hopping a lot of the times, covering like, you know, a lot of the. River West shows and whatnot, but it's yeah, I'm so grateful you do that because nice. I don't need to go to River West. Uh, <laughs> so. Hey, dude, River West freaks. River West also has great music. River West so I don't want you to think that I'm. Dude, not River West fucks. <laughs> 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 no, we love River West, but yeah, I mean, the point being, like, I mean, you and I, like, you know, we. We like we. I feel like we've just you know you cover a lot of like different stuff than I do. But either way, it's like we're both working towards the same thing that we believe in Milwaukee's music scene. That we believe in just the live music experience and like helping to foster some sort of community through the blog that is breaking entering. Which like honestly, like I'm just really. I feel I'm like really if there was a breaking and entering mission statement, that would be it. Yeah. It's fostering the community that's going to make Milwaukee great, especially in Milwaukee. Take notes, Alan. Take notes. Good. <laughs> He's like, business plan upgrade part two. Yeah. So I started seeing you uh, at, at shows, like, you know, here and there, and then, like, I feel like I started seeing you a lot more, just, like, the last couple months. Uh, we were just... Last week we went to Abby Jean at Turner Abby Hall. Jean. Shout out to Abby Jean. Phenomenal artist. She's badass. Please go check out my review and then Ben's Artist Spotlight. Yeah. I'm breaking the internet. Okay. At that point, that was the first time Pat and I were ever like in competition with each other actually because we both wrote reviews you know, on the show. And I was just talking to Alan about this too. I was like, I, I don't know what it was. I was like writing the show and usually I like kind of like hit like a cap and I'm like, oh, I think I summarized the show. But for some reason I was just really in it and I was just typing away I typed like almost double what I typically do and then I was like when I was done I was like I'm proud yeah. I'm yeah. happy right. and then Ben's shit comes out like two days later and I was like whatever <laughs> right well I got to talk to her and you didn't it's fair uh no just hey I, I had to wait around a lot 
Okay, the end of her show was actually a shit show. Like, it was like this whole ass line of people that had to see her because she lives in New York now and like all of her friends and family and shit. Like, we're all like, you know, in line and she had to take her time with all of them. So I was just like waiting around, you know, like hanging on the ledge while like the the security guys were just like awkwardly standing next to me. <laughs> like, and I was just like, like side eyeing them. I'm like, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna be out here soon. Like, I'm just waiting my turn. Uh, but yeah, that was a great show. Uh, I think that she has, like, uh, she just packs a huge punch with her amazingly emotional, like, rock and roll energy. And, like, she's got a lot of really talented musicians on stage with her. Uh, like, she's in New York right now and, like, is working on a new record and she's gonna be going back to LA. Like, Abby Jean is, is a Milwaukee staple. Absolutely. I, I think the, one of the things that impressed me the most was that her original show date was canceled due to a snowstorm. Uh, it Which was on my birthday, actually. Did I see you on your birthday? Were you at my birthday? It was... Uh, I, I had to work. I had to work. Oh, <laughs> shit. Company? Company birthday. You were there, weren't you? No, I... I oh, I had the flu. Oh. It was, yeah. Well, you had to work. First you had to work, and then you had the flu. My How dog many, ran away. What's the next excuse? My dog to, ran away. You're going, you had to bury your goldfish. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, just the fact that her show got canceled, and then we were there, uh, and the, the start of the show, I'd say it was like 88, 90% full mm -hmm. uh, for Turner Hall, which is like a huge sell. Yeah, I mean, I've been to plenty of Turner Hall shows that I thought were going to be ginormous, and it barely fills. Yeah. Like up to the first barrier, you know, before like even hitting the soundstage. So just to see the the city showing up for that, yeah. and I think it was an extremely eclectic crowd. It was. I saw like you know the neighborhood kids, the your usual suspects, right, yeah. and then I saw this like whole other side, and you know like I'm I'm big into seeing like who's showing up to all this stuff. And there was this like lady, she must have been like 65 years old, and she had this vest on that she clearly made herself, and was like fully studded out like a punk, like oh, yeah. straight out of the Sex Pistols, and then it had like Elvis, just like on the side, and Dude, she was rocking punk. out, and I was so stoked to see her. That is punk. You know, and then, and then I saw a couple of George Costanzas, but everyone, <laughs> everyone is there to support for the same cause. Nice, yeah. So it's See, okay, amazing. Dude. That's what Milwaukee music scene should be. That's what it is. That's what it can be. Is people like, regardless of your age, regardless of like, you know, where, like, what neighborhood you reside in, like, everyone there to be in that large scale of a venue to enjoy Milwaukee music. That's what we need. That's what we love. That's like that's like all 2020. That's what I want to see. I think it's what Milwaukee deserves it, too. Yeah. At the end of the day, we owe it to we, ourselves. We we talk about this city so much, and not just like in our community or anything like that. You know, you, you look at it on a political scale, and the city of Milwaukee is starting to recognize that Milwaukee has some true music potential. Mm -hmm. You know, you think back to like when my, my parents like grew up here and they'd go to like the the staples and stuff and most of the time it was like the symphony mm -hmm. things like that there wasn't like a whole lot of bar shows that they necessarily yeah. went to 
And then my brothers were growing up, and I'm, I'm a little bit younger, so they grew up in the era of listening to the Violent Femmes. Okay. And my brother and I still joke about, like, it was just back in the 90s, and he's like, I remember going to Violent Femmes' last show. And I was like, really? I've been to, like, two Violent Femmes' last right. shows. So yeah. it's just kind of like this running joke that the city has still kind of kept with it. And now we're hitting this stride where we're seeing these artists, and we're seeing companies want to sink money into it. Mm -hmm. And the startup community that the, even the mayor acknowledges now, yeah. you know, like uh, Startup Week, which happened like, I forgot, it, maybe it was like two months ago, two, three months ago, sure. the mayor like inaugurated that it was Startup Week. So to see like companies and, and brands coming together to support Milwaukee yeah. music behind it too oh, yeah. is insane. Right. I would have never thought about it. Dude, that. totally. And look at, dude, I gotta say, like even just like, you know, being part of breaking and entering, like the sponsors that you know we have like been uh, in engaging with, and like the just the various scenes we've been catering to, like covering, like throwing such a multitude of shows, whether it's hip hop, whether it's rock, whether it's you know like more like singer songwriter stuff, like you know electronic stuff, like you name it, like. You know, everyone deserves like that. You know that piece of what you know Milwaukee's scene is right now, and that that comes with synergy, and that comes with like all like yeah, the investment that a lot of these these organizations, you know, these causes, these small businesses like are investing in Milwaukee music. They're investing in you know these street festivals that bring people from all over the city to see local music and also like, you know, like uh, grab food from like their favorite taco stand while also buying the local, a local vendors, you know, like screen prints or their bracelets or their jewelry or whatever it is. Like, you know, like I think that, and that's why our summers are so valuable mm -hmm. because you have one of those every fucking week. Any major street of Milwaukee has its own fucking festival. Well, it's, it's three months of fun <laughs> yeah. before we get sad again. <laughs> right, yeah. Those three months are so important to this city and will always be so important. They sure are. Uh, but, but it's very, yeah, it's fruitful for sure. I mean, this weekend is the Winter Skull Festival. I, that's going to be awesome. That'll like, be cool. This is, this is the inaugural year? Yes. Yeah, behind yeah. that. So I think that's going to be really cool. Uh, I think that whole area uh, and breaking and entering throw shows there as well at the Paps Tap Room. Shout out to Pap's Tap Room. Shout out to Pap's Tap Beautiful it's, venue. It's very awesome. ornate. If you have not been there, go check it out. It is unlike anything yeah. you'll experience. In Best friends, what do you think of uh, Pap's Tap Room? Oh, yeah, beautiful. Love it? Great sound. You Great love sound. it so much? Yeah. Good. Good staff. They're right. I agree. Yes, this great, is, great. This staff. is my biggest takeaway from it is like you think of a venue, you think of just a square building or like a hall. Right. This is a fucking church. This is where <laughs> Pat's workers used to go every yeah. single Sunday yeah. after making right. beer. It is now a music venue. It With red, white, and blue strobes. It is <laughs> incredible. Yeah, oh, it's, it's phenomenal. And just yeah. the fact you walk in there and you see Frederick Pratt's face sitting like this. Yeah. With his hand right. in his admiral's, uh, in his admiral's yeah. coat. You're like, this place is fucking metal. Dude, like, there's so nothing metal. like it in this city. Dude, it's, it's, it's so metal. It's, it's yeah. so cool. And it, just not to say that it is a metal venue. It is.
is all ages, all everything. Like yeah. I've seen company tours there. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, no, for sure. That's a that's a very hot up and coming part of the city in general for sure. Um, so Pat, I want to like so you know definitely like uh, to contribute to this you know this exchange about walking music right now and how the scene is thriving right now. I want to actually hear more about yourself and how you got because like I know that. You know, you can, you've been contributing to Breaking Memory for a while. I know that you and Alan go way back. So, like, I guess, like, for one, like, how did you start getting, like, how did you become a part of it? How did you start with this, with, like, music journalism yourself? So, it's, <laughs> it's actually kind of interesting. I'll start with how I got involved in Breaking and Entering. Uh, at the time, I was going to a technical college, and I had, like, a studio class, and we had to do, like, uh, brand representation mm -hmm. and at the time Alan was making t-shirts uh, on like uh, I don't know what it was it was like CS5 Photoshop or something they were really <laughs> they're super he basic t-shirts and you know how stoked I was like I'm gonna support the buddy and there were super simple Milwaukee shirts a little support to Marquette because at the time he was going to Marquette University and I, I remember taking these studio shots and I was, I was like, had to come up with a tagline and I was like, it was the breaking and entering logo and I had a text out and I was like, hey, I need to borrow your logo for a little bit. I promise I'm not gonna mess it up. At the time I wasn't doing really anything with it. And yeah. I was like, I was like, local music, local shows. Or was it local clothes and local music at the time? Uh, and I just thought it was something kind of fun. And Alan eventually reached out to me and he's like, would you like to do a little bit more? in this and it was like we were just kind of like collaborating thinking about music we can even go back even further back in high school we used to go to hip-hop shows mm -hmm. and this was at the time when like ray nitty was kind of blown up and we went to see ray nitty at the miramar theater and we were like nitty. 17 years old Damn. and we were so stoked we we're like yeah we're gonna see fucking ray nitty <laughs> was that like 2007 or something yeah, so that was like the truest inception of like Alan and I going to shows and other than that it was like going to the Raven scene, you know, like Motion City soundtrack and like shit like that. So but going to like the local part, it was that and Alan made beats uh, for a different uh, hip-hop group that no longer exists. Shout out to the Cranberry Show, you guys will live on forever. Um, and we used to go and follow them around a little bit. And it was always kind of fun. And then I remember eventually he was like, oh, do you want to do this? And then we just kind of like started talking more and more about ideas as we, we became a more adult. Uh, we sure. thought of ways right. that the, the company would expand and Alan had all these great ideas and eventually it turned into throwing shows. You know, like, yeah. that's, that's awesome. An like, evening shit. with. An evening with. An evening with. Yes, and that I like I love that because it, it always sounded super bougie, and then we're like, "Hey, we're at the Talk Tavern, right? <laughs> yeah, just like a dive bar, right? Yeah, uh, which it, I think fits the motif of breaking and entering so perfectly, right? Because it's, it's very it's DIY in general, you yeah. know, freelance and everything for sure. And and Alan helmed all of that and reached out to the artists and things like that, and I always wanted to be like more involved and. There was a lot of music that I wanted to go see that didn't necessarily interest Alan, um, and I, I really listened to this music a lot. And a lot of it is like indie and like blues that was yeah. becoming like more of this like revivalist trend that took an interest into coming to Milwaukee. And he figured out a way to like partner with the Paps Group, and um, we just started getting press passes to see these bands that I like 
worship than I listen to like every day. I thought these uh, guys like what bands? Oh, uh, some examples. And it's you know like Saint Paul and the Broken Bones. It's a great band. That's Mount, a really good. Mount band. Joy, uh, and now now I kind of do like anything that that tickles my fancy, I guess, in the sense you know if it's. Uh, uh, Thievery Corporation is like dude. I love Thievery. I actually have one of the records so on vinyl. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, That's a great. So like these bands started getting booked through the past, and I really love seeing shows at Turner, and then like Riverside's phenomenal as well. Uh, and then even the back room, I've seen wow. I've seen uh, Cautious Clay at the back room, which was like such a fun show. And so it eventually just kind of like springed in, or just like sprung to this like idea of like, I just want to cover shows that come into town that not a lot of people are going to necessarily be exposed to. They're not going to hear them on right. the radio. 88.9 is probably going to play them because they have good taste in music. Mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of wanted to follow that that niche of people yeah. that were like into this stuff, you know? Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't really go to the rave. Um, it's not, not my I, I I don't go too often myself. I'll go like if it's a show I really want. Like I, I went to Brockhampton a couple yeah. uh, a couple months ago, but like yeah, like the Pabst Theater Group by far has like caters to my own personal music taste like yeah. the best. I, I, That's I think, exactly how I feel. Yeah, the, it's it's a like all the venues are beautiful. Uh, you know, like the this it's it's very orderly. Shows at those venues like the Pabst, Turner Hall, Riverside, like. Um, those are just like the most like comfortable experiences in the city in terms of live music, oh, okay. and like, um, yeah, man, like, that's dope. Like, um, I think honestly, the biggest turning point where I, I felt like I was actually contributing was I went to like a Ben Folds show. And I love Ben Folds. I played piano for like twelve years, and that guy was like, you know, more or less like my version of Billy Joel. And uh, Alan said that they retweeted. Um, my review and I was oh, like wow. no way this is incredible and since then I've had like a few other things where I don't necessarily know if it's the artist I'm speaking to it's probably not you know social media managers have a very important role in uh, the music world but uh, I covered G Love and the special sauce and I, I loved it and I like shouted out G Love and nice. I was like oh where's Jack Johnson because he does like a bunch of songs with Jack Johnson and then whoever was on the other end started going like back and forth with me a little bit on Instagram and it, it felt so surreal to like be involved and just like I'm talking to artists that I grew up listening to yeah, and that like kind of like developed my music taste and it all came to fruition. It feels, dude, the crazy thing about that is like when you talk to such a like a high profile artist like that, you learn it's just some dude. You know, like, you know, it's just some, you know, it's just, you know, some person that happens to make art that you gravitate towards that, you know, is a, is so profound for you that means a lot to you. But when you actually like, you know, if you're just shooting the shit with them or if you're just like talking to them casually, you're like, this doesn't even feel larger than life. Like it feels when you before you're exposed to that you know like which is honestly like is is a valuable experience to have because like most artists you know they prefer to be treated that way you know yeah, like to just be like seen as just a human being that you know like all you have to say is hey i love your shit 
you know, like, <laughs> so that's all, that's all they want to hear. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's all that, like, right. they want to be validated just as much as we want to be validated right. that like, yeah, we're in this same, this circle of like, yeah. Hey, we're all kind of supporting each other and they're like hyped to like, wow, you're supporting me. And then I'm like, holy shit, you're talking to me. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's so right. Just to like, like be a part of that, exactly. that whole thing. Yeah. Dude, totally. So what was your first breaking and entering article? Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> I've been, I don't know, I've been writing for them now for like maybe seven years? Seven years? No, like five. Five, give it five. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember what I wrote five years ago. You don't ago. recall, sure. Uh, but I'm sure it was super formulaic and I was probably like really stuck in like what I learned in school, oh, you yeah. know, like things like that. Right. And as you get more comfortable with like the writing and talking about music in general, yeah. you don't always need to be like praising them. And I think that was something that I was like really uh, kind of like hung up on. I was like, man, this show was off the chains. And yeah, like, right, you can still yeah. like talk about that. There's right. so many better ways. If you weren't there, then you <laughs> missed out. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, once in a lifetime show coming back right, to Milwaukee. Yeah. And then they book another tour coming totally. through next year. Uh, so, <laughs> right, yeah, right. right. Uh, but it, I think it was, I couldn't even tell you how it was. Hey, that's okay, man. Like, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right. My first, yeah, Alan, let us know. Um, my first article was Trapper Shep. Ooh. Uh, it was February 2nd of wow. last year. Oh, okay. So it's pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. You saw it on the Facebook the page. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also just, I like, I have this, like, I remember random dates a lot, but, um, but like, I, yeah. So I remember, like, I just gotten coffee with Alan at the Roast Coffee Company on the east side. And do we, uh, do we have do it? Do you have it? Yeah. It's, uh, it was Raz Simone. Uh, oh yeah, Raz Simone, because I, I got his like EP through like a newsletter or something. Twenty fourteen, and it was it was a pretty chill album. Now I really remember that. I, oh, so it's like a meet in between six years. That's yeah, a lot. and then your first review was Dirty Heads in twenty fifteen. Ooh, very <laughs> very on that point. That was a Dirty for, Heads. Yeah, I love Dirty <laughs> yeah. Heads. That makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like. I remember, like, when I started writing for Break and Entering, like, I, my ideal way I would, you know, how I was going to approach, like, my, uh, what I was going to be contributing to them ended up different than what, like, I ended up doing. Like, it was, at first I was like, oh yeah, I have this camera. And like, yeah, like I'm gonna, like it would be cool to like, you know, maybe get some video of local shows and shit, which I thought like was gonna be the case, but I immediately got turned off from that idea when I tried to enter Trapper Shep with my camera and it was at the back room my Collectivo and they were like, you can't bring that in here. So I was like, fuck. That's when you lie, you say, I'm with the media. That's what, I, no, I did say that, but they have a, uh, they have protocol. So they have a they have a badge and you didn't right yeah <laughs> essentially so I mean what I ended up doing like I just waited until the end of the show for him to like I I waited till the very end like after he was done with like the merch table and everything to like do a very quick interview with him and this became like an audio interview on my phone and that became like oh well, 
hope that this works. You know, I can just tra transcribe this, you know, like throw it into an article, tell the story of the show, and that's really like, that's as, it's as simple as that. So that became what I started, what I started doing with each show. I, I can do this with just, you know, what I have just like naturally by bringing myself there. You know, I have my phone, so like I'll take a picture, you know, of like, of take a picture of them while they're on stage, wait until they're done packing up after that, and then like approach them for an interview. And that's become what I've done like every single time. And like, I, first off, I want to say I love that about you. It's such a gonzo approach to like music journalism. You just like, you run up with your recorder and you're like, who are you and where are you going? You know? And yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's such a, a fun well, way. Well, I feel do. like I, I, I at least hope that it makes the artist feel good. You know, that like someone is watching, someone is paying attention. I don't know if you know this, but all the artists that I've met love talking about themselves. Oh, crazy. of course they do. Wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, like I, there's been some 15, 20 minute interviews I've done um, where like an artist just like cannot get the four enough. And like, <laughs> they just, they have so much to like to, to share and so much to to like reflect on and everything. And that's when I'm like, okay, you should just be a Mr. Nice Guy, okay? <laughs> like, you know, like- That's how you rope them in, man. Exactly, yeah. So, but yeah, like, um, it, it just became something that like, you know, became very natural, like, it, considering like, artists all, especially Milwaukee artists that, you know, are still part of our local scene, like, you know, everyone needs a platform, everyone needs to feel like what they do matters in order for a scene to prosper. Um, That's the millennial tagline. Right, and like yeah. you make friends through doing it, you know, like people that like, you know, get drinks at bars with and like people that I it's reliably so cool. see, reliably see like at every show I cover in River West, whether it's High Dive, Bremen, Company Brewing, you know, River West Public House, like it's, it's been like an amazing community of people that you know, are just, are doing, like, this is like their release from, you know, whatever it is they're doing, like, day to day. And it's been awesome, like, you know, just meeting so many great people for sure. So, yeah, I think breaking and entering, like, I think that we are building it into something, like, powerful and something that, like, I think that anyone who like is embracing Milwaukee as a music city can look to and rely on us that like we, you know, we know what's going on, we appreciate what's going on and uh, you know, there's so much to tap into that we're constantly gonna be expanding on. I think, yeah, 100%. Uh, I think the, the big thing that stands out to me compared to like so many of the other things is it is, it's the, the community platform. I've never heard Alan say he turned down an artist because he didn't like them. It's just like, he's like, oh, you're local? You're making music? Like, that's fucking amazing. Let me talk mm -hmm. about you. And that's it. That's, it's just right. the cut and dry of like, that we're all in it together. Um, you know, there's not a lot of, there's no other company out there that's doing that right now. Right. Uh, and. Maybe there will be in another day, but they're not going to be doing it nearly as well as breaking in. Totally for sure. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, like it's and it's just it's really easy. You know, like it's also just like it's simple and it's easy. I think so many people love to be inclusive, 
you know yeah. they want to they want to feel like their shit is so special but there's something more important about realizing that if you just take your head out of your ass and you go support somebody else you're doing more important things for this city for the community for the culture than you would ever ever realize before so it, it does I mean, not not to say one thing about this city or another it kind of it kind of bums me out Sometimes when I don't see artists supporting each other in that sense. Oh, yeah. You're like, I get it. You know, everyone is entitled to be wherever they want to be or support wherever they want to totally, support. Totally, right. But there's a certain set of people that I see out at shows, you know. I'm oh, sure yeah. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah. Rest. You know, you, you see your, your local people at your local haunts, and those are the people that are kind of like, forming the community and they're going to support the people that are going to be inclusive and are going to make music just for them and that's their right too because that is your your art right but uh i think that's that's the beauty of breaking and entering is that it is it is not inclusive it is they want to be we yeah. want to be a part of the city we want to be a part of of everything that's going to be happening so. thank you so much you're welcome um yeah and i agree like i 100 percent agree like you know like I like to think that, like, you You're know... You're out drinking, man. What is happening? <laughs> Dude, I, I, I love them. I just, I love new glares. Uh, so, um, I firmly believe that, like, you know, no one is a true supporter of the Milwaukee music scene if they only go see their friend's band or their friend's show. You have to see, you have to open your mind to all the different artists that are doing, like, unique shit and, like, are you know, gigging regularly that are, you know, staying for the whole show, that's a big one too, like not just staying for your friend, like... You paid $5 to get in the door, you, you might sure as well did. I mean... You sure did, so you might as well get your money's worth. Um, I hope that people keep that in mind where it's like they continue going out of their comfort zone and everything when they're experiencing the live local music, but... I think it's in good hands. I think that 2020 will be a monumental year for Milwaukee music and Milwaukee culture in general. And uh, man, like I'm just I'm excited to be a part of it, dude. I'm I'm so thrilled to be a part of yeah, it. I really, you know, this is this is my hometown. I'm born and raised, just as Alan was born and raised. And I think there's there's something to be said. I mean, he and I both bought houses this year. I'm gonna shout that out because Dude, I'm very proud. Of good it, for you. you know? Good for y'all. Like, we're we're in this shit. Like we want Milwaukee to thrive just as much as anyone else does, and we are gonna continue to do oh, yeah. and be a part of that that scene until we gotta start hitting you know the background area because we, we are the 50 year old men. At, at, the, at the shows, <laughs> at the bar, and we're gonna still be like, eh, which I fuck, I fucking will be. Oh, I, I, I'm gonna fucking be that guy. Are you kidding me? I, I know those people at the shows, and I look at them, and I like, I elbow them, like that. That's us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just give us some time. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. So I wanted to open the floor up to a Q and A um, as we're winding down out of time here. If anyone has any questions um, that they'd. Uh, Care to ask Corey? What's um, up? What's from your memory like one of the most crazy or unique shows that you guys have covered? Oh man, that's Ever? tough because like that. Oh yeah, like I guess like I I can think of one. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna you do, go first. Uh, and I want to get the the name right, so please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, 
There was a show that Breaking and Entering threw at Tonic Tavern that was something to do. Yes. Right? Oh, Alright, yeah. so there, if you're not familiar, something to do is this crazy fun ska band. Uh, and they have, fuck, they got like 10 people in this band, right? And we put them on a stage at Tonic Tavern, which is in a tri it's in like a pie shape pattern, it's not very big. And these guys are all like marching and like playing like trumpets and, and trombones, saxophone, guitar. Like, again, like a 10 person band on a stage that we felt uncomfortable fitting like four people on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that was, <laughs> that was just super wild to be a part of it. And the crowd went absolutely apeshit. Uh, to see all those people, you know, I mean, you know, if you know Scotty, you do a little skating kit and you gotta, right, right. You gotta dance around. <laughs> but again, you gotta, you gotta dance around the space that you give it so like everyone's just kind of like shaking their ass and like moving their shoulders. I think it was one of the most fun shows I had ever done uh, just because like I, I was taking, taking photos at the time. And I was basically relegated to my corner because I couldn't move, and I couldn't actually yeah. like look through my, my right. viewfinder or anything because there was too many people bouncing. And having... I think that my answer to that question would be, um, dude, metal shows at Bremen are absolutely <laughs> yes. ridiculous. Yeah, like so Bremen Cafe for those that don't know is just the River West Dive like down the street and from like down the street from my place like. So, it, I mean, all kinds of music are there, but like, the punk and metal shows there are insane. Because Bremen is like, like I said, it's a dive, so like the, like the, uh... And it's the size of a shoebox. Right, yeah, it's like, the stage is a ledge. <laughs> um, the, the, like, the, the crowd, like, the, there's like one, like, bleacher that's like also a ledge where people can sit and then there's like a small space between where the crowd sits and where the band plays like between that and um, I have to say probably the wildest show it, it was it was a stacked lineup it was so this, this punk band called Garden Home they had their EP release party back in May and American Bandit, Burmesia and Snag all played and all those bands are pretty popular in River West. So like, American Bandit is just this insane, like in your face, like hardcore outfit where like the lead singer, Nick Heath, like he, he like, he's known to climb on things <laughs> while he played. And like, he like was climbing all over the fucking room. And then Snag, like they're like a power violence band that like has climate anxiety. So like they're very political, very aggressive, and like <laughs> I wish you could say that sentence again. <laughs> a power violence band with climate with anxiety. Climate anxiety. <laughs> like this is an infomercial. <laughs> but dude, like the mosh pits were absolutely ridiculous. It was the most packed I've ever seen Bremen Cafe. Like this is a show that could have easily been accomplished, like maybe at X Ray Arcade or company brewing even maybe but like at a small little like dive bar like Bremen Cafe like holy shit and I ended up interviewing all four of those bands that night and in the mosh pit? Not, I did not get any uh, sound bites from the mosh pit that, that was just insane um, 
yeah, like shows like that. Also, um, another really amazing show that really stuck out to me this past year. Brock was there. It was uh, De La Buena at Company Brewing. It was like that, like fifteen person band. They're like, amazing. They're like a salsa they're band. So yeah, dude, that was like wow. Like it was twenty bucks to get into. And like, and I work there. I had to pay the cover, dude. That's just like, <laughs> dude. I love Dale Blair. They, Dale Blair. They, they, they played such amazing. a great show at Summerfest this past year. Yeah, it was, it was so. Cool. It was, dude. It was, it was. Gnarly. As soon as you get like the old men dancing with with their wives. It, yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're like, yes. That is well, a, you're just successful. Yeah, there. getting your drink on. <laughs> Anyone else have any questions, Mo? Next month or two. What's the show you're looking most forward to? That's super easy. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be in two days. It's going to be Dramatic Lovers and Pen Knife. It's going to be at the Paps Tap Room, and it's going to be sponsored by Breaking Enemy. You should so be there. Get your ass Go there. there. Cost five dollars. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but you have to pay. For us. You can't. It goes to the band, yeah. I promise. Right. It doesn't go to us. It all goes to the band. These people need to make fucking money. So, have you seen how they live? So, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though. So, are you speaking locally or like largely? Okay. Locally, I'd say, um, well, Milwaukee Psych Fest lineup just came out today. That should be really fun. Um, coming up in May. Tell us a little more about that. Uh, so, because I didn't read the first Shout out before. to <laughs> Andrew Shelp. Uh, he books Milwaukee Psych Fest. It's at Cooperage. It's three days, um, and uh, yeah, it's all things psychedelic, dreamy, trippy music. Ooh. And I didn't get to go last year, but I'm really stoked to go I'll, this year. I'll be there. I'm, I'm Fuck excited. yeah, that's gonna be incredible. Um, other local shows coming up, uh, and so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna sh do a shameless plug. That Mr. Nice Guy presents on February 28th um, is at Company Brewing. It's a monthly series I started uh, booking uh, bands that have never played our venue before. And um, I'm really, really excited because uh, the, the, all the bands I'm really excited about Tacoma Washington Weekday Club, they're like a Waukesha, like experimental rock band. Uh, Orange Drink, he's just like one man band performance artist. It is ridiculous, it's awesome. Uh, you know, Nobody's Fault, or like a metal band, and then uh, a wonderful Bluffer progressive blues band. Oh, they're um, so good. They're I'm so gonna good. shout out Jojo Scotch, because he's my favorite guitar shout player. Shout out to- In the fucking city, this kid shreds. Shout out Joe the Mighty Joe, the wonderful he's Bluffer. He's incredible. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm excited for that for sure. Um, yeah, this, there is no shortage of good shows coming up for sure. Anyone else have any questions? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I recently moved back from Minneapolis, um, from here originally, but when I was gone, I was never old enough to really go explore all the venues, I guess. Uh, I'm wondering, uh, in Minneapolis, they have a lot of bars that have live music where you can consistently go and you don't really know who it is. It could be cover, bar, cover bands, it could be, you know, anything. Any sort of you know music, but I like a lot of music. Is there you know maybe your top three go tos? If you're just consistently looking to go out, not really. It, whether it be I like cover bands sometimes, you know. Sure. If I consider just a DJ or 
electronic music, and there's also some 41 or whatever. I don't know. Nice. So fun shit that's, you know. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Yes, I have, because I think that... Make sure you take notes. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think the three best places that you could see live local music here are Cactus Club. Yes. Shit. Shout out to Kelsey Coffin. She just bought out. Cactus Club. Kelsey. That's incredible. Great job. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Cactus Club is a Milwaukee staple. Uh, touring and live ba and local bands. Uh, and platforms I've ever seen as well. So Bayview, Cactus Club. Also, um, Company Brewing, River West. Uh, company is, it's like a 200 person venue. Food's good, beer's good. Um, it's also like you know has i mean it has a lot of local artists but also has a lot of fun dance parties a lot of fundraisers like charities and that kind of stuff um check out company brewing and then the third um i'd have to say um like if you're looking for like like are you looking for like a more intimate like local experience or like a more like live party type thing yeah so like i I liked, I enjoyed having the option of going to a place that consistently had a band that was just high energy level, and sure. I kind of knew what I, you know, knew what I was getting, I guess, and I just, I don't know, I just like, it's not music. I'd have to, I'd have to say, honestly, like, X-Ray Arcade's really <laughs> dope. Um, it's in Cudahy. Two of mine. Yeah. <laughs> X-Ray Arcade's really awesome. Uh, also, it, it just recently opened, like a, a little over a year ago. Um, it, uh, yeah, like it's it's an arcade, but so like it's family fun, but it's also, you know, a really amazing like live music experience. Like the sound is great there. Like some pretty awesome touring bands come through there as well as local artists. So, um, and it's all ages. So, X-Ray Arcade, Cactus Club, Company Brewing, I'd say, are the best three places. What do you think, Pat? So he hit the best three places. Those are really good ones. Uh, I'm gonna give some that are like always gonna have consistently good music that need your support at all times. Uh, first, go check out Walker's Point Music Hall. Yes. This is, it's filled with so much up and coming talent from these guys that have like mm -hmm. just got started on the scene or you know they they only get to perform every once in a while these guys are like your your singer songwriters that also work nine to five jobs and then have side like side jobs on top of it and then get to play music whenever they can book it go check out walker's point music hall it's phenomenal it is. um another really fun one that i like just in terms of like, it's a dive bar, they play good music, you can hang out with your buds, go check out High Dive, that's out in River West. We love High Dive. Great people, great community, um, and cheap drinks. Cheap yes. drinks. Yes. It, it's, cheap it's, a, it's a fun... Brock, remember Halloween? Cheaper than yes. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> uh, and then I think the last one, so it would... Uh, I really want to make it in a Bayview location, but he's still a Cactus Club, which is like my favorite spot for seeing music there. Uh, you can't, I'm gonna do two, I'm, I'm not gonna do three. Uh, I'm gonna do an extra two. Go check out any show that comes up at Tonic, because yeah. we threw shows there for years and years, and the sound is incredible. 
The guy that owns it is also a member of a band called Five Card Studs. They do a lot of cover music. You can go find them. They're fucking everywhere. These guys play yeah. music everywhere up and down the street. They're, they're super fun. Uh, so go check out Tonic Tavern for any show that they throw there. And then for a little more like niche of a show, they're going to be typically a little bigger. Go check out Club Garibaldi. And then yeah. go get their wings too. Just gonna say right. Wings really good wings. wings. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Anyone else questions? Corey? Um, so I took the easy answer because they just allowed um, like 18 year olds to go to bars here in Milwaukee, which is huge for our music scene. If you had the key to the city, what would you build or allow for the music scene? Like, what's one thing that you really wish that we had that we don't have? So, that's a really good question, especially like this at where Milwaukee's music scene is at right now. I think right now, the best thing Milwaukee's music scene can do is be booking mixed genre bills. That's the best thing Milwaukee's music scene can do. Cause like, you know, there's a lot of people that book bills with their friends. There's a lot of bills of like, where it's sort of like scene oriented, where like all the metal bands play together, all like, you know, the, funk bands play together, all like the, you know, the singer-songwriters and shit. Like, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, it's still pretty segregated in terms of creativity. But, if more, multi, like, multi-genre mixed, like, mixed vibe bills occurred, which, honestly, like, there's some venues that do a really good job of that, Cactus being one of them, we'd see a lot more integration in the Milwaukee music scene, which in turn um, eliminates some of that like purist ego that goes on in some of them, in some different parts of the scene and also just integrates different people from different scenes that make it so like everyone can, it doesn't matter what kind of music you make, you're all part of the same thing and you bring your friends to those events, you know, you bring, you know, you make, in turn, you expose people to different parts of Milwaukee's culture, Milwaukee's music, Milwaukee art, whatever, whatever, that they wouldn't have done otherwise. Because it, it goes back to that comfort zone. It goes back to people just sticking to their friends the whole time and only going to see their friends' bands. But we can't have that. If we want Milwaukee's music team to prosper, we need to see a lot more integration. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing Milwaukee needs right now. What do you think, Pat? I'm, I'm, I'll throw in my own idea, uh, but I'm gonna piggyback off of yours. I think that's such a fucking amazing idea that not enough people talk about nearly enough, and that's so easy in our city. You know, we hear it so much. We're, we're so segregated, and yeah. and everyone is in their own specific neighborhood. Not only like politically and like racially and everything, but culturally as yeah, well. One hundred percent. We we need to talk about it because it's not going to change unless we do. And uh, that's that's something that I think can be unloaded in its own podcast of itself. Um, so I think that's a fantastic idea, Ben. Um, I think kind of going off of that, one thing that I will praise the rave for, and I, I vehemently 
despise going there because I just I've been there for years and years. You know, it was it was my spot when I was underage because I couldn't get it. I couldn't I couldn't get into other bars. You know, and so like you you had mentioned now, there's certain bars that are integrating more with uh, underagers in the sense that you know like you can be in the venue but you can't be at the bar, uh, and that's really what the rave had going for itself. So what I want to see is the next level where it's multi-tiered. Uh, stages and you can have like your local artists and then kind of like stack on top like continuing with like you know you're like your your high school kids that are just getting started to the like the semi more popular to the people that are getting played on the radio on 88.9 that more people know of and then the the Milwaukee mama I made it uh, people where they're drawing in the Turner Hall size crowds I want to see a, a venue that plays all that in one night and you're able to kind of like stack throughout mm -hmm. and hop around. I think yeah. that would be really cool. And yeah. it, that the rave is really the only place that I can think of, and they do that every once in a while. And again, I I can't stand that venue. So I want to see someone do it. I don't it. know how many people. Think I'm, this is my challenge to you, to you, <laughs> Do it and do it right, right. and do it better yeah. than the rave has okay. ever done it before. I so. agree. Awesome. Anyone else? Yeah. What's up, James? Um, in terms of both your podcast, Mr. Nesca, and also Breaking Entering, in terms of like growth in like five years or so, like long term, what's like a goal or a place that you would like to have both things be in? In terms of like maybe achieving a goal or improving, you know, your business structure or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah, that's... Shit. Uh, well, uh, speaking on behalf of myself, I'd say Mr. Nice Guy, like, hoping to bring it outside of Milwaukee. Um, definitely, like, it's Milwaukee-focused as of now, but um, definitely hoping to continue broadening the horizons of, you know, different people to platform and also just, like, um, you know, expanding like what the platform can mean to just not only Milwaukee and its culture but you know anyone that I may come across that uh, you know has something to say beneficial that might help somebody else um, in terms of breaking and entering uh, if you take my idea I'm gonna hit you shit uh, well Man, I just, I want Breaking and Entering to be a fully functioning LLC in five years. I think we can do it. And, uh, like, god damn it. Like, I, like I, I think that we, I think that we can definitely make it happen. Especially, like, you know, 2020 coming up, like, with, uh, you know, hopefully bigger sponsors, bigger opportunities, like, bigger opportunities granted to us. Um, I think that we can see it prosper into something where, like, you know, we can make this something that we can call a job, you know? At the end of the day, if we can call this, like, a job, if we can call this something that we worked hard enough to make a reality, we succeeded. What do you think, Pat? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna speak first on the Mr. Mr. Nice Guy podcast first because I, I I only listen to a handful of podcasts and by that I mean two 
I listen to the Mr. Nice Guy podcast, and I listen to Last Podcast on the Left. Mm. And Last Podcast on the Left. That is a great podcast. Started out straight up DIY. These guys are just nerds talking about spooky shit. The fact that Last Podcast on the Left started in a in a janitorial closet in a Mexican restaurant, and now they are who they are today uh, speaks a lot. So my, my wish for the Mr. Nice Guy podcast and Ben is that in a very short amount of time that his he will gain sponsorship of many. Uh, oh, jeez, guy. Uh, that he will, he will gain sponsorship of uh, many local companies that are looking to get the word out. Cheers. And then my... My big goal in five years for breaking and entering, and I almost don't want to say this because I firmly believe that actions taken care of in the background make the dreams happen versus what you say up front, but breaking and entering will have its own venue sometime. Yeah. Uh, whether it's in the next five years or ten years, there will be a breaking and entering venue. Absolutely. And that comes with rallying the music scene, rallying the creative scene in general. Like, you know, we can't, we can't just stick to what we know. You know, we have to continue to like operate outside of like what. Comfortability is death, man. It, comfortability is dead. <laughs> it's dead. Yeah, like I, I think it just comes with uh, continuing to, you know, let people know who we are, what our goals are, and what we can build, and. Uh, even in this past year, like platforming artists that didn't know breaking and entering until Thank we talked you. to them and like spotlighted them, like you know, that's that gets people behind us and that that helps people understand like you know we're we're making something out of nothing, at least trying to. Any other questions? Nope. Awesome. Well, Pat, uh, this is this is fun to hang out. This is incredible. Thank yeah, you're having me on your. You bet. Your which, you know, when you said you was like, oh, it's gonna be a live podcast, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's called a talk show. Basically. Uh, <laughs> so, so thank you for having me. That's I feel, basically what it is. I, I feel honored. <laughs> it feels a little. I like the the kind of almost corporateness where you know we're at a desk, we're at our office chairs, you're wearing right. a, a business tie. Right. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say Honestly, something, but it wasn't my shoulder. That's what I do at home. <laughs> and the puppy. Yeah, actually I have cats. The cats climb all. So next time. Next yes, time. absolutely. So Pat, as we close out, what keeps you up at night? Ooh. Finding what truly makes me happy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I sleep easy every single fucking night because I know what I'm doing is 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 the best for me. It's it's gonna be good for the city, and I hope to see my name written somewhere in this town. And I know that breaking and entering is gonna be the way to get that. That's beautiful. Okay, good. You redeemed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what uh? What puts you to sleep, though? Wait. Yes. Weed. Weed. <laughs> shout out weed, dude. Dude, shout out weed. I sure doesn't put me to sleep, but. You hear that, Madison? <laughs> puts a lot of you. Hey. 
Good for you, man. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, brother. Thank you for Thanks thank you to the Hive for letting us uh, do Super the show. Yeah. Thank you to all of you for joining us. This is wonderful. This is a great experience. So uh, check us out, Break and Entering. Uh, if you have any inquiries, email us at info at breakingandentering.net. And uh, we're looking forward to a great 2020 of live music and all things Milwaukee. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Woo!